Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, initially start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then like comes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. I am LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey girl, hey. I am the millennial chick. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey. How's everybody? Hey, podcast on Urban Media Today. I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I am the chatter chick, LaShawn Tipton. Millennial chick is celebrating her birthday. Mm. She all snatched to the gods on uh, social media. So happy birthday, Jer Jer. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday we have special guests i I think you know who these folks are because pittsburgh is popping and one hood got something to do with it one hood representing tonight we have farouk al said is that correct did i say it right al saeed al saeed thank you you. thank you you're the director of operations for one that also and mc you didn't even help me though you just let me sit out there with that hey listen i'm just didn't even how am I going? Where am I like correcting you before you even say something? You're right. You're right. True. 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 Word. I, word. I knew. I knew that. I just wanted to make sure you knew that. <laughs> she just left me out there. Whatever. Never. Uh, we have Miss Miracle Jones, who is the director of advocacy for One Hood. She and I have seen each other throughout the past couple of weeks, um, just getting folks registered to vote, getting them out, getting the mail-in votes getting them ready, getting them psyched. And Miracle has been so amazing just seeing her in the streets. And I've seen her on social media, you and uh, Rook and also Jasiri and One Hood has represented the black community and just represented with so much knowledge. And I'm so glad you guys are on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're very excited. Okay, so first things first, we're an hour long show. Okay. live on YouTube and first uh, 30 we talk about the hot topics of course in 2020 we've been talking about uh, the election and we've been talking about the coronavirus so here's the latest uh, I'm hearing that there are some missing mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania of course Butler County are reporting that 40,000 registered voters in the county uh, they've registered they've requested mail-in ballots and so far, only 24% of them have been returned, by far the lowest rate among the state's 67 counties. Uh, the county with the next lowest return rate is Fayette, which received 50% of request ballots. Um, I checked online. I did mine at one of the um, voter empowerment events. I did mine right on site, and I checked, and they said it was received. So have you all received What's the feedback that you all have been getting and what's your comment on the missing mail-in ballots? Just coincidentally, all these mail-in ballots are missing. <laughs> that a, what's that about? Oh, you're gonna rock, like, paper, scissors? Okay. Oh, this is what we're doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> really? You want it? I, like, you our minds are like two, like we're part of the same mind. So that's the Wonder Twins. Um, honestly, <laughs> we told people to get your ballots in early because we knew there was, can I cuss on the show or no? You can, uh, for the audio, I will bleep it. Just, oh, just, no, 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 we knew there was all types of <laughs> foolishness um, about to abound. <laughs> and so we told people to put their stuff in early. Well, I will say in Allegheny County and Philadelphia County at least, which again, I'm not ignoring, you know, our flyover Pennsylvania counties. Um, they let you know when your ballot is received 
when it's being processed and on election day when it when it's getting counted they're also giving mm-hmm. an update so if you go online to the website and it's not showing recorded you need to call them um maybe monday afternoon and show up at your polling place at least to do a provisional ballot on Tuesday because between the missing ballots, the QAnon postal service workers burning ballots and taking ballots, all stuff, all types of foolishness is afoot. And so we just want people, if you're going to vote, to protect your vote. Yeah. It's funny to me because this is like chickens coming home to roost in it because like Butler County, we know who they're voting for already. So those 40,000 votes to me, it's like, cool. Like, right. Like, right. Okay. It's like you know. It's, yeah. But I mean, that's like they you, could have turned. They could have been Butler, right. Fayette. Yeah. If you drive out Fayette, all you see is Trump signs out Fayette. Yeah, so I worked out there. When you, when you elect the postmaster general specifically to impede the process of the post facilities in the in the country right now, and like you know, impede the government processes, you know, what do you expect? Like this, you know, you're gonna have collateral damage. And that's just kind of what we're looking at right here with these with these red counties now that are getting their own, you know, they get a taste of their own medicine. They thought it was going to hurt the blue areas. And then now look, mm-hmm. 40,000 ballots. How many people live in Butler County? Like 42,000 people. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like now, now you know, you're, you're doing a disservice to your own constituency. And that's, you know, but that's that's part and parcel with the Trump administration, isn't it? Like, you know, mm-hmm. for him leaving them people out the freeze the other night in Oklahoma to, you wow. know, him, you know, getting his own ballots messed up. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, like, that's a, you know, that's what we expect. It's incompetency at his best. I've never heard this before. Not even in the Obama, when Obama was running. I don't recall ever hearing anything about missing ballots. Like, not this one. This is serious. This yeah, is, I mean, somebody's this, feeling this, a little threatened here. The Florida just couldn't figure out how to uh, pierce, the, pierce yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the paper. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. For the longest, remember it used to be the chats. Well, you, I'm a little bit older than you guys because I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age. Certain age. Experience. So, uh, I, just, experience. I just learned that term like three weeks ago. I've never heard that before. Woman mm-hmm. of a certain age? Never heard that before. No? No. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you probably wouldn't think that I am, but I am a woman of a certain no, age, whatever that age is. <laughs> what? Ever that ages. I'm a woman of a certain age. Well, woman, what is what is the what is the comment? So because you know, you sometimes a woman of a certain age forgets what they're gonna say. <laughs> so I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So I'm back. For whatever reason. Uh-huh. So back in the yeah. day, they used to have mm-hmm. the chads. And remember, this was like I think this was back with uh the Bush era, the, the second Bush. And that they had Florida had issues with the chat. Um, because you know, it was something, it was a more of a Democratic vote than the Republican. So there's always something going on around voting time. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't recall really during the Obama era too much going on. Um, I know mm-hmm. people were out voting in numbers, but not even like this, nothing like this. This mm-hmm. is something new, totally something new. And um, it's, I mean, I tell you what, whoever can be put in the office, that it doesn't matter to me. Right now, now I don't live on systems. Mm-hmm. I'm a voter, but I don't live on what systems. What does that mean exactly? Systems, 
I don't live on these government systems that they put in place for people to hold them down. You're not going to hold me down with these systems. You make it's not going to happen that. like that. Well, you know, in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> I do very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be held down on a support for, for a system. And I don't think anyone should think system-wise. I think when people get defeated is because they're thinking things are going to, things are going to be taken away from. Let's let's be straight. It depends on who gets in office. Some things are going to be gone. But mm. you can't live your life like that. You know, you can't live your life talking about, well, he, all hope is gone because he's, whoever he may be, is in office. No, we can't be defeated before this, because of this. We've mm -hmm. come way too far to be defeated because of this. And I mm -hmm. see things changing. I mean, this COVID, as much as people want to say it's a bad thing, it's changed things. It's changing systems because the people that you used to talk about who worked in the hospitals that cleaned the hospitals, people that worked at McDonald's, you know, had these minimum wage jobs became essential during the COVID. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. These are essential people. So it's changing your mindset. And those are also the people that are dying that they have to make makeshift hospitals to take care of these people. So you're saying it's ridiculous. Our healthcare, yep, our yeah. healthcare is bad. So people are getting so whoever gets in office, if you don't change this, you gotta know that you're doing something, something's wrong. Right. We didn't I, have I, this I, before. I have to ask because, and we're gonna get into this a little later, but with the black vote, does is the black vote really that impactful? Is it impactful? One hood, um, you know, you're still hearing people talking about nobody cares. No, but you know, my vote doesn't count. You know, us in numbers, is it is it impactful? Are we still impactful? Are we making noise? We are impactful. We are making noise. We are the pillar of voting and democracy yeah. in this country. We vote more than any other demographic in this country. I think where we, I'm gonna say collective we, not like a general we, but collective we, we forget to lobby. We forget to do the follow up. Um, we have full lives, you know, we gotta worry, we gotta take care of our family. We mm -hmm. have systems that are like weighing down and harming our communities. And we forget what the follow up. And so we have to go back into demanding more. I think mm -hmm. also generationally, sometimes our, our parents and grandparents felt like they couldn't shake the table too much mm -hmm. because yeah, that yeah. like, if wasn't safe too much, like right. they, they were getting lynched and hung and shot. Right. And right. now we're like, no, we're asked, we're not asking, we're demanding everything. You forgot mm -hmm. to essentially left us out of. And so that's what we have to do now. Like we've seen how fast other communities get support and resources. And mm -hmm. are like now it's our turn. Include us or everything's gonna burn. That's where we are now. Yeah. Oh, all right. I just like, Farouk? But theoretically. Theoretically. No, I know what you meant. I no, know what you meant. Yeah. But you gotta say that because people be like, yeah. what? You better watch out coming near my house and stuff. <laughs> For real, real, real quick, last comment on this one. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it, it's important because right now we're seeing a new form of voter suppression, right? We're seeing, you know, we're seeing voter intimidation. We're seeing actual, you know, I don't want to say new, but, you know, with new technology, you have new mm -hmm. And it looks like it did in the, in the 60s, the 50s, you know, during the Jim Crow era. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I think the removal of post boxes was the most interesting thing to me. Like, yeah, that was mad. Like that was, when I seen that, I was like, wow, 
Americans are bugging. Oh, that's gangster. We're just going to remove the whole mailbox. Yeah, that was thugged out. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Okay, so the next thing is, of course, I'm tired of talking about the coronavirus, but we are approaching a Corona Christmas, uh, Corona Thanksgiving, and Corona Corona holidays. We we ain't talking about about Corona with the Lyme. We talking COVID, COVID, COVID. Dr. Rachel Levine says that she thinks that we need to avoid gatherings, holiday gatherings. So no family over for Thanksgiving, no family over for Christmas. And and a lot of folks have been kind of ignoring it. Like, eh, it's like the flu. I'm just, you know, it will tell me not to spend time with my family. This is my kids. These are my kids. It's my, I mean, I have my son coming in to visit uh, for, for Thanksgiving. I haven't seen him in months. So, you know, What's the what's the response on that? Because now we got to come up with ideas like drive-by servings. We're going to make to-go plates. Everybody get their own double scoops. Keep it moving. You know, uh, we've always dinners. made to-go plates. We've always the, done well, that. Well, yeah. This will stop the family member. This will stop the family member from coming with the Tupperware or the glassware. Right. You, right. Know? Right. you know what I mean? Now you don't have to worry about making all this food and having all the leftovers. Or you don't have we to worry should about be happy about food. the to-go plates. We've always had to-go <laughs> plates in our culture. I mean, there's always been somebody to come to your house to get a to-go plate. Now just fix it and let them go. Okay. No more bringing ice for the to-go plate. No more bringing exactly. ice. Go ahead. So we, like, you guys were sensitive about the COVID. Go ahead. Yeah, like, you know, we were early with trying to give our community a lot of knowledge and resources around COVID. Like yes, we you were. Very, yeah. very, very early. We were preemptive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, like right now, we, you know, people kind of got spoiled with the summer and they wanted to come out and they wanted, you know, they wanted to see things and, you know, you were getting pent up. You didn't want to be in the house, but right. the, this is flu season. You're seeing spi- cases spike. Spiked. Like, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of willful disobedience right now. It's just like, well, it's the holidays. And, you know, well, what does the holidays mean then? Like, uh, mm-hmm. is, it, is it just an excuse to rebel right now? Like, you know, if you really cared about your family, you would be telling people to stay away from each other. Like, my mm-hmm. brother got COVID. You know, he just got over it. He didn't believe mm-hmm. that it was, like, real out here. And he ended up getting legitimately sick. And I kind of laughed mm-hmm. at him. He was, you know, like, he got no, like, all, all facts. Mm-hmm. I laughed at him. He was like, well, the statistics were inflated. I was like, well, you a statistic now, bro. How's it feel? Pretty so, much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, but also on the other thing, it's just like, you're placing emphasis on the wrong things that this is your only time to get together throughout the year. Like if you own, if you got to wait till December and November to kind of prioritize your family, you know, all of that, then you're looking at it in the wrong way. And COVID mm-hmm. should be, you know, making you aware of like, you know, like you said, COVID can change things for the better. It can make you a lot more intentional in relationships. And if you really, if you really care about your family, stay home, stay mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Go ahead, Deshaun. Honest. Or- Miracle. It's a struggle. I'm be honest. It's a struggle. You know, I think black people are communal people. That's a fact. We're a collective people. We love to embrace and support, you know, each other. It is hard. We are. <laughs> and honest. So like we do go to we do go to work. I do have to quarantine when I travel. I, we do we are traveling for work. We take tests. We we take COVID mm-hmm. tests. Yeah, listen, all the way up there. That's horrible. It's a mess. We do those, but I think it, it you have to be wise with your time and what you let in your home, like how your parents, like not anybody can just come over, 
we're gonna have to go back to those days. Like, yeah, out the window, call somebody, write, get back and write people like letters. Seven waving out the window like two two seven. Miss Carl, Miss Rose, Miss Rose on the stoop. How are you doing? All of us are Mary. Like Jack Hay, like Jack Hay out the window. You get me? Yeah. Um, you only watching reruns. I, I knew about that show. You see the reruns. <laughs> you might. Not, he bring you up Jackie not, though. He bring up Miss. Age. I'm an older man out here. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it, 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 we just gotta we just gotta buckle down just a little bit more. Um, That's you know, all. I don't know when it's gonna go. Nobody knows when it's gonna go away. Uh, so we do have to buckle down. It is hard, like Miracle said, it is hard. Two three years, right? Was, oh, really, you think so? Well, that was what they originally said. It was like, but if they, they were judging the pandemic spread across the globe and they did the the mathematics and all of that, and they were like, this is gonna be something that normal will never be what it was at this point. The world has changed. COVID has mm-hmm. changed the world. Whether you believe in the virus or not, the world has changed at this point. And what, we'll, we will never return to what we had to prior to 2020. We'll never mm-hmm. return to that. It's going to be something different from here on out. Since you all have started with getting the word out and starting the engagement, starting the conversation about um, COVID-19 and, and the Black community, have you seen a difference? Have you seen people change their attitudes? Because it was kind of a like, and now it's just like, no, I need you to get back. You know, they're, they're now more educated. Have you seen that? Have you seen a change since you started? Yeah, it went from like, <laughs> Black people can't get COVID. COVID's caused by 5G. Like if yeah. you take, you know, this little herbal supplement, ah, okay. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now we're like, okay, COVID is real. It may not be as deadly as we first thought. So we've watched right. trajectory change. It's not necessarily where we want it to be because we still have, you know, people say, oh, it's just for the election. So now we gotta get over the election and people still gonna be sick, but we have seen more of an enlightenment and awareness are people taking it as seriously as we would like? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know people are more aware and um, are actually taking more vitamins or trying to exercise more, eat better, even if they're still going to be out, you know, and about. Okay. Yeah. All right. This, this is real. This is real. I mean, I know people that have gotten it. I know people that have died from it. And when I look at the president say, that, oh, it's nothing, I had it. It's like a spit in the face to people who have family members that died from it. As if he's so strong that my people that I know were weak and they were not, you know? So it's it's something that's real. And I think people are real, um, especially some people, some young people are very reckless when it comes to COVID, you know, going to different places. I mean, one young lady I know, I do volunteer work with her. Her daughter, like during the height of COVID, went to Florida and took the kids. And there was a hot spot. And then after we got, we do volunteer work together, after we got done, she said, can you ride me home? I said, oh no, you ain't getting in my car. Your whole family. I, I was like, you better get on the bus. And they were like, oh. Yeah, you're going to tell me the whole story, how your family, all of your whole family that went to Florida, y'all just coming back, just got back the other night. Yeah, you know. And then you're going to talk about, can I get a ride? No. Mm. No. But let's also point out the president has like the best of socialized medicine. The minute 
you know, he got his test. He was had have the world's best doctors at his beck and call. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. the rest of us, we still gotta wait four or five days to get a test. And then we gotta wait. Results, to, yeah. We gotta wait till he barely breathe in before the hospitals will even take right. us. So like, yeah, he got he got over it because he was able to have support the whole entire time. When the most of us can't even have like half of what he got. But if you were a person that cared about people, whatever you got that cured you, wouldn't you want to cure a nation? But you said it right there in your first comment, first caring, if you were a caring person. So, uh, talking about him, you know, whatever. Yeah, we we try to stay away from, we try to stay away from uh, politics, but this is where we are. So, and being that we're just days away from this election, um, yeah, that is, is just going to be the conversation for a while. As a matter of fact, we're going to get into that more. We're going to take a quick break um, because I want to talk about um, the hashtag SARS uh, in the SARS um, epidemic pro- uh, issue problem that's happening over in Nigeria. And um, I definitely want to get uh, One Hood's um, just feedback on it. And then we're going to talk about um, the Black community pre and post election. We are the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. To Hold advertise on. on Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio with 24-7 exposure and online exclusives, email editor at urbanmediatoday.com. Urban Media Today is an online blog magazine specializing in urban lifestyle, finance, entertainment, HBCU sports, and more. Hey girl, hey. hey. say what's happening. We say the facts. They get to see me do all this on YouTube. Yeah, so we're doing a countdown. So if we're live on YouTube right now. <laughs> um, if so, if you missed it, uh, you're, you're probably listening on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Urban Media Today via Live 365 and TuneIn Radio. So you'll hear like a little commercial. But while we're live, you'll see LaShawn counting down. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the type of that's the type of staff we got. We got that. Yeah. We doing it like we that. We got tech here. We had right. <laughs> we have guests uh, right in their living room. Now, is it one hood media or one hood power or is it the same thing? Just different branches. So tell me what, yes. what the real Look is. At the one or twins, they said at the same time. So One Hood Media is the 501 our nonprofit. One Hood Power is our 501c4 for political engagement and activism. Okay. Okay. IRS got it. have to be separate. All right. Gotcha. Farouk Al-Saeed. There you go. Ah! Yeah, there you go. You got Only it. Only one time. One who distinguished of- between right and wrong. That's what Farouk... That's Arabic. It's... it's How do you... Yeah. He Look was, at you reading books. So okay. Yeah. 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 Go on, pick up yourself. Uh-oh. Uh, no, yeah. don't get her started. Please don't. Please don't. Stop I'm her right impressed. now. I'm impressed. Farouk is the uh, director of operations for One Hood, and he's also an MC, yeah. and uh, he does so much more. Um, so you definitely need to follow him on social media. And Miracle Jones, I mean, she's boots to the ground, uh, director of advocacy, and she is a soldier no doubt. Soldier, she's Director of Advocacy and Policy for One Hood. Uh, they're joining us today. We're talking about end SARS. So please forgive my ignorance. Mm-hmm. 
However, comma, this was the first time, I would say last week was the first time I've heard of this situation. And it's um, it's been going on for some time. Uh, uh, SARS is the special anti-robbery squad, a controversial division of the Nigerian police founded in 1984. So some situations happening in Nigeria. One hood, you want to enlighten us? Because I don't want to read what I got from Essence Magazine. Y'all probably know the deal. So go ahead and school us on it and then tell us what we can do over here in the U.S., what's being done, what needs to be done. So SARS, I'm going to let Miracle take this, but I okay. just say globally, police are going to do what police are going to do and what they've always done. When we say defund the police, we say abolish the police, we're talking about reimagining policing. It's not just in the States, you get me? It's, it's, it's a global issue. The, you know, policing globally is oppressive, it's violent, it's terroristic, it's terrorism, and it's abhorrent. And right now, you're, thanks to social media, we're being made aware of it, whereas many people the world over, specifically over the continent, have, you know, have already seen this. And this is not different than the Rwandan genocide. This is not different, or it's still state-sponsored violence. And that's what we have right here in Nigeria. And you know, we gotta be in solidarity for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. Yeah, so for those um, who are just hearing about SARS, um, what the, like, oh, anti-robbery, people are like, oh, that sounds great. Like, I don't want to get robbed. But what this squad was actually doing was targeting people, particularly young Black men and young queer people um, for bribes. So they would say, oh, we suspect you of robbing somebody. So they would actually then rob people, take their cell phones. Sometimes these officers were out committing sexual assault and um, over the past six months had killed at least three people. Um, two of them were caught on camera. So how it went viral, how our you know, shootings here go viral, it went viral mm -hmm. there. And so people just said, you know, enough is enough. We're not gonna keep living like this. And they started pro protesting. Unfortunately, the Nigerian military, for whatever reason, opened fire and shot and murdered some protesters which then called you know, more of an outcry around the world. And that caused um, some people in the Nigerian government to do some changes. But what can you do? People have asked you know, to do tweet ha out the hashtag in SARS to contact your local Nigerian embassy. Um, I know in DC, Atlanta, um, I believe in Oakland, uh, there are different Nigerian embassies around the United States. People are asking if you're into if you have Bitcoin to send Bitcoin to local Nigerian organizations and just to support, you know, have a protest. If you're doing if you're protesting right now for Walter Wallace to basically have an NSARS protest to have people come out and raise awareness and, and fight back. Cause like Frick was saying, policing it's a global it's pandemic, a global yeah, pandemic, yeah. a global crisis because once you have state actors trained to harm and hurt other people, it's, it's just not going to work right. So in SARS, hopefully, you know, while I will say the Nigerian government has been a lot more responsive than our own government, they've mm. created, you know, a task force, they created a hotline to do reports, they've created a hotline to do evidence, and I think it was like 12 or 15 officers they've already indicted and brought up against charges so they you know it took a lot of work and act and actions from all these organizers but then now we have to worry about if these organizers themselves are going to get protest i mean arrested and prosecuted in the future so just keep keep your um 
ears and eyes open to what's going on in SAR to in Nigeria and just like follow the hashtag and stay involved. Would this be a government pol uh, situation? Because for them to act, I don't want to say so quickly because it, it has taken some events for them to do this, mm -hmm. but it seems as though they're acting more quick, quickly than what we're doing over here and the situations that we're ha having with the police. So it sounds like it's a government issue, no? Yeah, I think it's a government issue and it's important that you elect people that care about the people and that will, when they see their own community members being harmed by violence will be, you know, moved to actually act. You know, that's why voting is important. Mm. Not just for the president, but on all levels. All levels. All levels. All levels. All right, so again, we are here with uh, Farouk Al-Saeed and uh, Miracle Jones of One Hood, and we're going to talk about the pre and post election. Um, I talked to Miracle uh, in email. I had so many questions. I didn't want to overload her in the email. Like, I was like Kermit the Frog. Like, oh. So I just want to get everything covered. We, we talked briefly on what One Hood is but for those who are just watching or those who are catching the show late why don't you tell me what one hood is where it, uh how it was founded based on and, and the history uh of one hood yeah so one hood actually uh was founded in 2006 uh there's a coalition of brothers and jasiri x is you know co-founder and ceo currently um it was kind of a just coalition of brothers that was walking the streets and you know rallying for change from within the communities that, you know, we, there's always this narrative that black people don't show out to support their own communities. And mm -hmm. One Hood was, was, was the, you know, the antithesis of that. You know, we showed up in a lot of these spaces where no one was trying to facilitate change outside of black people. Um, fast forwarded to, you know, 2020, we've really been present so heavily in activism and education and arts. I think up until about 2017, One Hood was primarily known as an arts organization. We were kind of like a hip hop media organization. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to pivot, unfortunately, around the murder of Antoine Rose II. Um, and we really galvanized a lot of the local organizers and a lot of the other community organizers and other people in the city around his murder. And we were able to really pivot and bring a lot of attention into Pittsburgh because if you, I, I came to Pittsburgh in 2010 um, and right after that, it was called America's most livable city. Well, One Hood was also doing a lot of media analysis and media literacy and what we teach. And we were finding out these statistics that we have the poorest black working class in the country. We have the worst black, we have the worst city for a black woman to live in. We have the worst metropolitan area for black people to live in. So who is the city progressive for? Who is it most livable for? Because it's definitely not us. So we started doing a lot of things around that. And over the past calendar year, we brought a lot of national attention onto Pittsburgh outside of the great job it's already been doing by itself. We had a public health crisis. We had an infrastructure crisis. We had a high profile police murder. We had a mass shooting, the largest murder of uh, Jewish people ever in the history outside of the Holocaust. All of this happened in America's most livable city. Cool. So one who has been, you know, the kind of the keystone, no pun intended, of all of this because we've been a bridge since we're next to Cleveland, since we're next to Baltimore, since we're next to DC, since we're next to Philly, since we're next to New York City, where all these people that we have connections with have kind of webbed out and reached and come into Pittsburgh as all these other organizations are kind of doing this critical analysis of what's really happening in Pittsburgh right now. And whenever that happens, they contact us because you know we have people like Miracle, who like you said, is boots to the ground, 10 toes every day. 
and they want to know like, yo, this city was dope. We have Google here. We have Amazon. We have um, Whole Foods. We have Duolingo. We have UPMC. How is all this happening? And because of white supremacy. And one hood is there, you know, kind of pulling back the curtains and letting everybody see Wagwan here in real time. Okay. Yeah. I'll say one, one other thing that one hood is created to do was to change the perception of black people. Um, there was a study done, I forgot what it was called. I do apologize. I that, should know this. Um, portraits of something. Yeah. Um, but it was about the, a Pew Center. It was about a Pew Center and it showed, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it, it showed that. 97% of the time, the black men were represented in the media. It was for crime. 2% was for athletics. 1% was for quality of life. So if 90%, 97% of the time, black men are in media, and we only make up 11 to 13% of the population in the county, how? How? That's statistically inaccurate. So that has to be shown not only a, a, a white supremacist media structure, but also a white supremacist law and judiciary structure. So we were teaching and educating in that. And that's actually how we got our first grant for the Media Academy, which is, we you know, up to now is our most famous and well-known and well-requested program. We literally teach you how to analyze media. And also how to find different stories. We push different stories. Tell so, our own narrative. You know, we're not a monolith. We have so many people with so many different vast experiences. You know, we're all here. We probably all have so many things in common, but so many things we have not experienced, you know? And so we're pushing those narratives as well, just because like we want people to live and be free and be happy and not have to uh, live with like these systems. And so it's really cool that we do, we do music videos. They do rap ciphers you know concerts things so i you know those cypher <laughs> things you know rap those things I like, I, I, we, we have we have poets i like the poets i like our poets you kids I, well, I, I, I got some bars music. myself uh oh keep them over there uh-uh we got nope. a studio nope. come nope. through we nope. got a studio don't do it. coming through don't do it i'm don't coming do through it. don't do it this is my year i'm coming through Yes. Let me ask you, let me ask you both this, Farouk and, uh, and Miracle. Would you say that you are the, um, the new version of the Black Panther Party and a new ver or the new version of the NAACP or do you all Look at the alone? twins. I wish, girl. I wish we could. I am a person in the no. media. I have to ask these I mean, questions. You know, no, we're not. We're, not. we're um, us. We're one hood media. We, we stand on their shoulders, right? We stand on the shoulders of the Panthers, you know, the nation, the NAACP, um, the Freedom Fighters. We stand on their shoulders. We've learned from their mistakes, right? We've taken their lessons. We've taken some of their plans and we've applied it. But we're different. We're creatives. We're individual thinkers. Sometimes we try to move as a unit. We disagree on a lot of things, and so we're individuals. Um, but no, like we, you know, we're just people trying. Black people trying to make the world better for other black people. We're not. I would say we're not as you know. Some people think we're radical. Other people don't think we're radical we're enough. Um, you know, my father wow. Panther. Um, okay. So, you know, I, I think. Anytime, you, like one hood, the thing is, and we've been, it's been called to our attention over the summer of the protest. We are a media group. We are media at the end of the day. We analyze media, we broadcast media, we televise media, we create media. With all, and, and, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, we are professionals. We collect salaries, yeah. But at the same time, we still tend toes. Um, and, and not like Miracle said, we're not all from the same background, but blackness is universal and our experiences aren't. 
Um, so we out here kind of all moving simultaneously, but at our own pace. I love the okay. fact that you think we're like the Black Panthers. I'm, I'm with like, it. I was saying. Yo, I, I, I like it too. It. I was like, I, I see yeah, it and I, I would, see it I, moving. And, and I think, you know, at one point, it was interesting because at one point, all of One Hood was Muslim. And that's not the case anymore. Sorry, um, My yeah. apologies. Was it all men as well? Do you all know men. The number of women? No, no, no. no Talia was Muslim. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Talia was here. She was Muslim. Um, we had other, yeah, we have we have Muslim men and women in here. So, um, but the founders are m mostly men and Muslim. Yeah. But I've ruined it. I'm sorry. Enrich our presence. As a diversity. I like him. I like him. I like Farouk. I like him. Don't keep him around. Don't make him. Okay. Okay. Right and wrong. So we we have an upcoming election. We have an election happening soon. Uh, in what five days? Less than okay. This is going to air set. We have it coming November third. Um, what does this mean for the black community if Trump wins? What does it mean for the black community if Biden wins? Does it matter? Because we just still black. We still got to struggle. We still got to work hard. Or does it mean? What does it mean? It means we still got to work. It no, means we put the hood on. Where, where did Puerto go? He, he disappeared. You know, um, I, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Like, regardless of what happens, November 3rd, November 17th, whatever day they finish counting those ballots, we still gotta work. We still gotta show up, right? We just had the report came out today talking about the racial achievement gap has not been closed in Pittsburgh public schools for Black and white students. We still got more Black people dying of COVID, um, not getting owning land and properties. You know, go, still got systemic racism in our schools. You know. In our education system, every healthcare system. Because we can't stop. Sometimes we just stop. We stop. We just fizzle away. We stop putting until something happens, and then we come back to protest it again. Yeah. So what you're saying is we can't stop. We can't we stop. Always, stop. We can't stop. We but people have always done the work and always pushed forward. I think sometimes it gets hard, right? Yeah. We we're in a global pandemic, trying to fight white supremacy, trying to reimagine a new world trying to figure out how we're going to see our families and still like do our regular nine to five. It's a lot, you know, but we still got to keep fighting. I think that a Biden presidency means that people can take like half a breath and then get boots on the ground. I think for a lot of people, they're worried not about necessarily Trump winning, but about his supporters being armed and doing something they don't like the result either way. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people are fearful of. But regardless of who wins, the, the president of the United States isn't going to automatically wave a magic wand and all of our problems are going to be solved. So we still have to do the work. We still have to advocate for policies. We still have to push mutual aid and love and support each other. So nothing really changes um, depending on who wins. It is, we'll see how many allies and accomplices we really have. Mm. So, Speaking I, of that, allies and accomplices, go ahead, LaShawn, before I ask the next I, question. Um, I think we always stop like short of the goal. Like it's always the presidential race makes it the goal. The goal should have been really voting locally to, for our legislators. That's how you get things done. This presidential race has been made such a big deal of, because it takes your focus off where we, where we really need to be locally. And the one thing to help with the pandemic is that it slowed everything down where we got to see things on television that's already, that's been recorded. I mean, past stuff, but we get to,
people got to see actual murders on television that wouldn't have had the time to watch this before. But it slowed us down to watch TV. And then we also got slowed down to hear the foolishness of some of the people we've elected. So everyone takes it to the presidential thing, like this is the big thing. Agreed. It is voting locally, voting, voting to get certain people out, to get certain people in. Fighting is, fighting is a continued battle. It doesn't just stop after an election. I, mean, I get so frustrated because I, I believe that I'm an advocate. I know that I am for a lot of people and that I'm a community person, but it gets, it just, uh, this is going to sound so old. It burns my my biscuit. It burns my biscuit. Grind your gears. Yes, it grinds my gears. Yeah, so Erin Abney um, is with um, All po- All Politics is Local. Mm-hmm. Um, Summerly has started a pack. She's one of many called Unite. Um, there's Trans Uniting. There's Project Matters. There are a lot of organizations that are geared and catered toward local elections. With One Hood Power, we're doing our strategic planning now, but we're gonna be focused on local elections um, as well, doing the same without the votes stuff that we're doing now at the presidential level at all future elections. So that's what we're doing, building power, letting people know what these positions actually are, you know, what the what these politicians are supposed to be doing. People don't realize you can vote you vote for judges here in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. at every single level. And yep. we're talking Ooh. about criminal justice and criminal justice reform, your district attorney, your judges, mm-hmm. you right. know, your attorney general. These are all people you can vote for. Right. So getting that information out, it does take time. I'm not a person who shames people into voting. I believe in giving people stuff to vote for, policies and platforms to vote for, mm-hmm. and educating and engaging folks. So that's how I take it, you know. And that's, but yeah, we got it. We we have to do better as a community. I think we're going to see a a shift. And I will say, COVID, what helped us is seeing all these politicians talk about just let them die. Right, just just like wow. like wait, what? Hold on, me? Yeah. We what? So I think that's what was the biggest shift because we thought our politicians really cared about us, and that whole facade was like you know the wool was pulled over our eyes, and now we now we're like oh well, that's what we got to deal with. Yeah. So do you think it's time for a uh, black party, as Diddy proposed? I Is mean, it time for a black party, black allegedly. The, and you not know, the birthday party, not that yeah. the, the black this party. Thing, That's crazy. You this this kind of goes to my my piece about it. It's like why I said blackness is universal, but the experiences aren't. Every there is no like that's why you cannot have a ubiquitous black agenda. We're not a monolithic people. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that black people just won't agree on culturally. And you know, we're like right now, what is it? Was it ADOS? You know, like you, you know that that is that's that's you know proof in a pudding that like. Not everybody is experiencing and navigating blackness the same way. So to have one singular black party to speak for all black people, whereas in theory, that sounds great, you know, but I mean, that leaves out, does that disinclude uh, immigrants? Does that disinclude, you know, Caribbean brothers? Mm. Does that disinclude black people who don't identify with the African diaspora? Uh, You get me? So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm an immigrant. My mom's from Lebanon. My dad's from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So like my experience with blackness is completely different than miracles. She grew up in a black, black South. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, so, you, I mean, that's the thing. We could have a black party, 
but then you're always going to have subdivisions and subterfuge and schism, right. all these other things from what's out of it. So it's like, I don't think it's necessarily a black party that's necessary as more so eliminating white supremacy. I think we need to have demands for our community. Look, I want the black trans community to have their demands, the black queer community, the black disability community, black women, black men. I think we need to understand that we can move as a whole, but, but realize that what we need for survival is different. Mm. You know, I am concerned. One of my top concerns is the maternal morbidity rate here in Pittsburgh. I am mm. terrified. Like all of my friends who've been pregnant in the past year and a half, all of them are black, almost died, right? Mm. One of my white friends had really good pregnancies. Yeah, That's something that scares and petrifies and terrifies me. So that's what I care about. Like my brother is talking about, he cares about, you know, investments and, you know, uh, police accountability. So we have, we're still black, but we have different things that we care about. And that's what mm. I think we need to see, understand that we're moving as one unit, but like we have different priorities and that's okay. Yeah, that should be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we should never look at the division within black people or something like, you know, I think that's, that's so much is like, we have so much time spent well, you're not Muslim, you're not Christian, you know, black people are probably some of the most religious gangbangers on the planet. Mm. You know what I mean? And you, I mean, that's, that's why we call ourselves one hood because so in Pittsburgh, we, we, it was like, Pittsburgh suffered some hoodism. You, mm. you from East Hills, so I don't rock with you, you get me? You from the hill, I can't link with you. You from Long Island, right. you. you know. Right. It's so late for that. Like, we got to stop that. It's, it's not, a, you know, there's not enough black people in Pittsburgh for you to be that divisive. Yeah, yeah. We, so, we can't. It's just, it's not enough people, not enough time. Like, exactly. that's, that's old. Like, that's yeah, back yeah. in 80s. Like, nah, we, we got to stop that. Let me ask you this, though. The agenda that Ice Cube was pushing, and now I'm hearing he's refusing and meeting with uh, Senator Kamala Harris. I know, Miracle, I see your face twisted up. Yeah, what are your, what you know, what, what is, what's that about? What's that about? Why are we angry with Ice Cube? Or should we be angry with Ice Cube? Should he doing? not represent us? I know you probably have answered this question several times, but with us, it's once. So this may be breaking news for your show because Little Wayne, Weezy F Baby, you know, is meeting with Trump as we speak and endorsing the platinum plan. So you know, life is as life does. I have decided that, you know, like. Farouk was just saying, we're not all one as Black people. I just want more from Black Republicans. I want you to advocate unapologetically for Black people. The platinum plan, you know, it is- They're saving their coins, Miracle. Is that what they're, are they saving their coins? coins. They're saving all of their their coins. coins. They're saving the top 1% of the coins. What I had a problem with was that Ice Cube has been in business with the Trump administration for a few years from his Cube vision um, and his three-on-three basketball. And he just came out like, you know, I just happened, you know, I emailed Kamala, I emailed Donald and Donald, like, no, Donald, you're a business partner. You talk to him, y'all put this plan together. And instead of just having an honest conversation, you try to lie. That's what I didn't like about the plan. I also wish the plan had more specifics. Like it talks about we need a 20% reduction in some policing um, and uh, supports, but I didn't say which policing supports, is it what communities. It's just like more of a hope than a 
plan. And mm -hmm. so Elizabeth Warren and, you know, put out plans, plan after plan after plan. And that's what I wish the platinum plan was. But, you know, here we are. So do I, if you want to vote for Trump, I just want you to go and demand more of the GOP in your area to do better. But, you know, here we are. I want you to know that it's, you know, this is the longest any of us have been on a public show without cussing. I can well, make you, thank right. you. Yeah. Thank you. What I the hell you. is that? <laughs> we, we, no, that's we, we, emphasize, we emphasize authenticity of one hood. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Talking Greece, get me. Absolutely. <laughs> She's not. She's not. All right, so we're, we're almost finished and we have a, a final 10 <laughs> minutes. Is there anything else? Uh, here's another question. How can we, as a people, unite, stay stronger, uh, become more awake and aware of what's happening in our communities. Is it protesting? Is it voting? I mean, we may have touched on it, but just again, just in case someone is just now checking in, uh, what can we do as a people? What do we need? If we need to get instruction, right? what is the instruction that bloom, we need to do bloom right where now? You're planted. If you are not comfortable protesting, do not protest. It's not for everybody. We <laughs> tell people, like, the, the front lines aren't for everybody. If everybody gets arrested, we're going to bail us out. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, we need, you know, that's why I kind of hate that thing is like every, you know, all black people were kings. No. That's all black people weren't queens. We had warriors. We had doctors. We had farmers. We had teachers. We had vagabonds. We had all, everything in between. Black people, you, you know what I mean? Like when, when the hoteps get moving on it, they think all Africa was just Egypt. Nah, mm -hmm. it's just like bloom where you planted. That's, that's a beautiful way of putting it. What you can do though, is you can just ask questions. Ignorance is quelled with knowledge, right? And, and knowledge starts with a question. You always okay. have a quest for knowledge and it's a quest on, that's why it's a question. So, you know, you gotta build where you can. Social media is great because when you lock down the pandemic, People were literally just expanding their vocabulary, expanding their, their knowledge of the world. We became aware of so many issues because of being locked in our houses. We became aware of Breonna Taylor. We became aware of Amar Aubrey. We became aware of George Floyd. We became aware of SARS. We became aware of China. We became aware of the Muslim oppression in China. There's so many things that you could do right now just by using your smartphone. I hope everybody's using an iPhone. That's not a product placement. I just don't want to see green bubbles when you text me. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Think about the cobalt, though. Think about the cobalt. Think about the cobalt. No, 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 you're right, you're right. I'm just saying, green bubbles give me anxiety. But besides all of that, you can just. I'm build. not changing. Don't talk about my Android. Thank Listen, I'm sorry. You I have both. I have both. We, we, sorry. We want better for you in 2021. We do. Turn my mic off. But not like really and truly though. It's like you can build from your from your from your. <laughs> oh no, she's gone. <laughs> she put it on you. She put it on me. But what I will say, I'm gonna interrupt. What I will say is, talk to your elders and your ancestors. Read Fred Hampton. Read Audrey Lord. Read Angela Davis. Figure out where bigotry, anti-blackness, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia show up in your life. Right? If you're a writer, write. Write letters to the editor. Write letters to elected official. If you are someone who's a teacher, look at your lesson plans. See how diverse and inclusive your lesson plan is. If you're mm -hmm. someone, you know, who is retired, can you babysit the children in your neighborhood so that, you know, the moms and dads and the parents and caregivers aren't stressed? Are you a person who can, who can farm? Can you feed your community? Like figure out what your 
talents and where your gifts are and go from there. You don't have to be on TV. You trust me. We get so many death threats and so many people that, not liking us. That's the thing. They don't you see don't, that side of you it. You don't really. Yeah. Being in public is not like the best thing, right? You know, let one of us mess up. We get arrested. You're going to see our mugshot on every single right. TV state. You, that pressure is not for everyone. But what you can do is show up in your community, mentor some kids. I always say, what are the children in your community who are getting in trouble, who are getting suspended? Who mentor them? A lot of us like to mentor the kid who's in the top ten percent, you know, of the class. Yeah, who already, who's already, it. <laughs> already it's just easier for them, though. That's right? why, because it's easier for them. Right. You no, know, go yeah. out, go out, and and support. You know, if you see people, kids out, keep masks in your car. Give people masks. Um, I know with a couple of collectives here, they have you know kids. In their bags, so when they see homeless folks, they give people kits, you know, with food, right. snacks, different things that you can do. You know, if you're a professor, what what is what is being taught at your class? Are you checking your class, your your colleagues that say the N word in class? Are mm -hmm. you are you um if you're a medical professional, are you making sure that everyone knows that what the pain threshold of Black women are? Like you don't have to be necessarily out on the street, but what you can do is check your your environment, and your surroundings, and build from there. Thank That's you right. so much. How can That's we awesome. reach you? How can we get more about One Hood? What's all the social media platforms, website, email, whatever? And not for hate mail. We talking for information. Uh, no, listen. If you send me hate mail, I will report you to the FBI. You know. That's right. Know. That's I right. Want, I want the That's system right. that you believe in to deal with you. Um, so we are at Ooh. one hood you know on um facebook instagram twitter at one hood media at one hood media the number one one and then hood um at one hood power on instagram twitter and facebook um you can email us at info at one hood.org and that's how you can uh reach us or you can dm us on social media your instagram is what at super villain saeed yeah. Supervillain Saeed. S-A-I-D, yeah. And yours, Miracle. You can just reach me on the um, at one hood, at one hood power. Yeah, um, we keep Miracle away from people. Because Miracle sometimes, I, for, I try to be professional, but sometimes I don't. And you did such a great job today. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> I've never seen, I, I mean, no, every time no, I see you, you're the, just as I'm, pleasant. I'm the one they gotta be like, yo, Farouk, don't say this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to make sure Miracle was wild today. You know? Listen, well, I appreciate it. Earlier. I was spicy. <laughs> Y'all are so silly. Y'all are so silly. <laughs> and see, that's another thing. People look at, uh, the representative is a one hood, and they're like, they're just so serious. You're human. You laugh, you cry, you're serious. That's always you're necessary. I'm the yeah. most of all four of us, right? They always tell you're me. You're the most like, what? Say it again. I'm serious. The, yeah, I'm the most serious one of the four of us. And sensitive. I'm just sleepy right now. That's why I'm like, you know, a little more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> but black joy, black joy is such a necessary tool. So laugh, dance, That's eat right. food, you know, mm. turn up. We ate good food all week. We did. We've been ordering food. Shout out to Salim. Is it Salem? Salem's. Salem. Salem's. To our community, they say Salem's. I had some Salem's today. Listen. Listen. We did. Them and Grandma. Listen. I'm telling you. I've still never had Grandma who? 
Grandma Beast. Oh my God. Oh, Beast in, in 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 the Hill District. I think it's like something something. It's on Wiley Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, go there. It's halal. It's cash only. They are amazing. They are they base they support the community. Like they are loving, great people, community people. Like, but they're plug. Yeah. Got the plug. H I double. No Let's doubt. Tell them sent you, and they'll be like, I don't know her, but they'll be like, I like her. <laughs> But they will after this. They're going to know you. Yeah. You can find past episodes of the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor FM. Also catch us at urbanmediatoday.com. You can catch us every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Urban Media Today Radio via Live 365 and tune in. And LaShawn, you can tell everybody how... You can, reach and you us can follow us. You can follow us on social media at Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Instagram or at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Facebook or at Hey Girl 2018 on Twitter. Girl Hey. Oh, Girl Hey. Girl, Girl hey. hey. 2018. Or you can email us at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail.com. And if you have any suggestions on topics or you want to write us nice letters like we've been getting, um, Mm -hmm. you can send those. You can email us or you can leave us a message at 412-709-6130. I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I am the chatter chick, LaShawn Tipton. Thank you so much, Farouk and Miracle of One Hood. Thank you so much to Siri X and One Hood Organization. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for checking out the show. It's the Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Urban Media today. You're listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This segment brought to you by Parity Health Information and Technology, LLC, a woman and minority-owned small business founded by Iris T. Fry to assist and guide its partners with transforming healthcare and exploiting appropriate technology to educate, motivate, measure, manage, and report a business impact on the underserved, at-risk, and minority populations. Located in Madison, Alabama, Parity Health Information and Technology, LLC, is passionate about providing the right resources to their partners to achieve the highest success. For more information, log on to ParityHIT.com or call 256-459-6021.